Let's go on an adventure through multi-level marketing. Let's go on an adventure with Jess. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host, Jess, obviously. So today we're going to be going through some multi-level marketing Instagram accounts. I keep seeing these various Instagram accounts come up from people that I know in real life. They are resharing these absolutely ridiculous posts. So before I get into them, I just want to give um, a quick shout out to my Instagram account. Please go follow it at Just Unfiltered Pod. My Twitter is at unfiltered underscore Jess, and you can check me out on YouTube if you search for Jess Unfiltered. So anyway, let's get started. I know I haven't posted an episode in a while, but I've kind of just been taking a break from a lot of things. I have decided I'm actually going to go back to school again for a master's degree and other masters, and I'm just taking this time right now before I before I start my degree to just relax and to not do anything. So I've temporarily halted my Etsy shops and I haven't really been doing much photography either. I've just been plugging away at my nine to five job. And then when I get off work, I just I just don't do anything. And that's kind of nice because when school starts up again, I'm really going to miss that free time. So anyway, Hopefully I can start posting a little bit more. I feel kind of like getting back in the swing of things, but for a while I got kind of burnt out. So let's, let's jump right in. So this first Instagram account was one that I recently saw come up when I uh, was clicking on somebody's Instagram story. They shared, they shared a post from this account and it's an account specifically for network marketers. And let me just read some of these posts. His first one says, quote, decide what amount of extra money you want to make and talk to someone who's already doing it. She'll help you do it too, end quote. Isn't it kind of weird to just go up to somebody and be like, hey, how much money do you make? I guess maybe in the multi-level marketing world, that's not so weird. But if somebody came up to me, if a girl came up to me and said, hey, how much money do you make a year? I would be like, um, I mean, I feel like I'd I feel like that's kind of like a personal question. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe you can tell your besties, but like not not just anyone. But I guess in the network marketing world, they can all just lie if they want to. They can just lie about how much money that they're making. And, and maybe they are bringing in a lot of revenue and they're just spending a lot of their revenue on products and maybe they're just giving people revenue. But people in the network marketing world don't really know the difference, it seems, between revenue and profit. Another post says, them. Network marketing preys on weak women. Me, I've never met a weak woman. So two things here. I do believe that network marketing is predatory. I don't believe that they prey on weak women. I, I believe that every human being has weaknesses and vulnerabilities regardless of your gender. I mean, that's just a fact, right? Like we all have things in our life that are less than ideal. I struggle with anxiety. There are people out there with depression. There are people out there with financial troubles. Maybe they have a lot of bills. There's people who probably struggle to put food on the table. Even if you're really rich and you've got most things going for you, maybe you struggle with substance abuse. It doesn't matter what it is that you struggle with. 
the point is, is every single person has a weakness or two or possibly more and network marketing tends to prey on those weaknesses. Now, just because you have weaknesses does not mean that you are a weak person. It just means you're a human being, right? Like we all, we all have things. So anyway, network marketing preys on women's weaknesses. It does not prey on weak women. And so then this, you know, kind of flips that on its head and says, I've never met a weak woman. And it's like, okay, again, you're the one called, like, we we never said that women are weak or that it's preying on weak woman, woman, oh my gosh, woman, women, whatever. Weak people, regardless of your gender, because there there are lots of multi-level marketing companies out there that are aimed more toward men, like Cutco, for example. So, um, so yeah. I don't think any anti-MLMer is saying that women are weak. We're just saying you're predatory towards human beings' weaknesses, which is objectively true. So you saying that no weak women exist does not change that. Another post says, let's normalize friends and family not being your first customers. I don't really understand what the point of this is. I mean... Yeah, I, it, whether or not your friends and family are or are not your first customers, I guess doesn't really matter as long as they can afford to be a customer and as long as you're not ripping them off and as long as they're doing it of their own free will, I really don't see why that's an issue. But, you know, another post says the extra income is great, but who you become is priceless. <laughs> and it says you can't put monetary value on growth. This is where we're getting the culty vibes, people. This is where it goes from just being about, oh, you can, it's a side hustle. You can earn a little extra cash to becoming like this motivational community that you almost become dependent upon to like your whole identity is just baked into these multi-level marketing companies. Another post says, Nothing is as painful as playing small when you know you're here for bigger things. It says, I get it, you're scared. But don't use that as an excuse to play small. Take ownership of your life and your goals and give it your effing all. My mom just messaged me, so sorry if you thought that was your phone. I don't have any response to that one. Another person, or sorry, another post says, you can stay stuck or you can choose to move. You decide. Now, here's the thing. I agree with that to an extent, to an extent. I think the key here is that you must have the means to move. It's one of those things if you are in a relationship or you're in a situation in life or you have, you know, a weakness, if you have anxiety issues or whatever it is if you don't have a way to work on those issues you know maybe you're struggling financially and you can't afford to pay for counseling so it's really hard for you to deal with your anxiety because you have anxiety about money and you also don't know how to pay for anxiety medication or anxiety therapy or whatever it is you see what I mean like in those situations you might want help and if you had the means to do to to solve your issues or to work on them, you might do that, but maybe you don't have the means to do that. So anyway, I don't think this phrase is totally applicable in all situations. 
All right, um, next post, it says, it's not your upline's job to make you successful. Maybe you have the best upline ever. Maybe yours quit two years ago. Maybe there's drama. None of it really matters because this is your business and you're responsible for your results. Your upline is a guide and mentor, but not your manager or your boss. No comment on that either. I really, yeah. Next post says, every minute you spend talking about someone else's business is a minute you don't spend building your own. Oh my gosh, that's literally so inspirational. That was a joke. Don't get me wrong. You shouldn't talk about other people. I do, I do agree with that. I need to definitely do a better job at that. But yeah. Next post, it says, if you see someone successful in network marketing, you know that there is no luck in that. They work hard and succeed on purpose. Okay, now this post, this post pisses me off a little bit because for those of you who have listened to my channel for a while, I've preached the same thing many a times, but your success in network marketing has a lot to do with luck and also your upbringing prior to getting into network marketing. There are a lot of people who can afford to fake it until they make it. And that's what a lot of the uplines will tell you to do. They'll encourage you to go out and go on these lavish trips, which you'll have to pay for out of pocket, but they want you to encourage your followers or your downline or whatever it is to, they want your downline to, to believe that you are really rich and successful. And so even if you're not, even if you're just getting started, if you can fake that lavish lifestyle long enough, you can get enough people on board to actually ideally fund that lifestyle. That's kind of like the thought process behind it. And people who have a lot to lose, you know, people who are in, you know, maybe throwing a lot of this on their credit cards and they have a lot of credit card debt, single mothers, you know, people who are in very vulnerable positions, right? Again, preying on people in vulnerable positions. It's, it's not a good idea for them to fake it until they make it. And so ultimately they will fail and they will fail hard and they will be hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the hole in these companies because they were told, just keep buying the product, just keep doing this, just keep trying, just keep working harder, just keep buying our motivational stuff, just keep, you know, they just keep doing it until the point where they can't afford to do it anymore and they have this big hole of debt behind them. And so people who come from wealthy families or who have, you know, decent, decent income elsewhere, um, they can afford to fake it until they make it. So, you know, maybe they'll be in the whole $5,000, but guess what? If they have a trust fund for $100,000, I mean, that's just a little dent, right? So it's not going to bankrupt them. So yeah, um, if someone's successful in network marketing, there is some luck, you know, it kind of depends what kind of family you're born into. Um, it doesn't have to do with hard work and being successful because when it has a failure rate of 96.4%, I think at that point, that's just a bad investment and it's not people working hard because guess what? Gra graduating engineering school is hard and I'm pretty sure that the average grad, I'll have to, I'll actually Google this, but I'm pretty sure the average graduation rate for engineering school is around 30%. And 
And that is hard work. And I guarantee you much harder work than joining a multi-level marketing company. But yet a multi-level marketing company is like nearly 10 times more difficult to be quote unquote successful if you're defining success by actually turning a profit. So let's Google engineering school uh, dropout rate between 40 and 50%. So it says between 40 to 50% of engineering majors drop out or change their majors. So it's even higher. It's, it's about, you know, 60 to 50% of engineers actually follow through and become engineers. I know when I was taking an engineering course in college, they said, look to your left and look to your right. And I don't know if they said one of those people won't be here at the end of the semester. If they said both of them won't be here, I don't really remember. Um, But yeah, so um, 50 to 60% of engineering majors end up graduating, which is actually pretty, pretty low compared, I think, to a lot of other majors out there. And engineering school is incredibly, incredibly difficult. And we're talking about network marketing. So, so yeah, if network marketing is somehow, you know, if, if you just can make a ton of money just based on your hard work, then why is the failure rate so high? Because I guarantee you engineering is significantly harder and yet the failure rate is 10 times lower, if not more. Okay, so the next thing it says, shout out to those building businesses while raising babies. Okay. Another one says, you need to make the success of your business non-negotiable. That's the energy you show up with. Okay, so here's the thing. As somebody who has run multiple small businesses, my photography, my Etsy shops, I ran a a, a different, it was was not like traditional photography. I, it was more of like a, a service type of thing for like businesses and whatnot. Anyway, I ran that business. I also ran an online store for a little while. I have had quite a few businesses in my day as you know, and I'm not very old. So hopefully I'll have more businesses, but there is a point in time in a business where you come to a crossroads and you have to decide, am I going to continue with my business or am I going to leave it behind and pursue other endeavors? And that's a very difficult decision to make. And that was sort of one that I came to this summer with my Etsy businesses and my photography business. And I had to decide, you know, do I want to keep running my business the way I've always ran it, which I'm making decent money doing it, but I'm kind of just getting burnt out doing it. And and the extra money is nice, but you know, maybe I could put that free time towards something else or just use it as free time and like relax Or do I want to keep my same business, but maybe do I want to redirect it and start selling other products instead of what I'm currently selling? Or the third option, do I want to quit it altogether, leave it behind, and do I want to pursue something entirely different? And this Instagram post, which says you need to make the success of your business non-negotiable, that's the energy you show up with, I feel like as a business owner, at some point you need to know when it is time to leave your business behind. And I feel like if, if so if, if you guys have seen the uh, Theranos on Hulu, it's called The Dropout. It's basically the, the true story of Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes. So I, I 
want to try not to give away any spoilers, I highly, highly recommend watching that show. I thought it was fantastically done. I was not, I, I do like kind of the true crime type of um, swindling videos. I'm not so much into like true crime, you know, like homicide and like stuff like, like I'm not really into those kind of true crime stuff, but like I do like the swindling kind of businessy true crime because I think it falls into the same category of like MLMs being shady and it's like interesting to learn about. Anyway, I'm getting totally off topic. So I watched Inventing Anna as well. I think that was on Netflix. I got a few episodes in. I was just not impressed with it. I feel like the story was interesting, but the execution was not, it didn't deliver. But the dropout on Hulu, definitely recommend. Anyway, so in the dropout, Elizabeth Holmes the founder of Theranos, really, really wanted her product to work. She really, really wanted it to work. And not to spoil anything, because we all know, even without watching the show, her product did not work. And she kept growing her business bigger and bigger and bigger, thinking, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing. It's going to work. And it never worked. And a bunch of people you know, ended up screwed because of it. And so I feel like going back to this Instagram post, you need to make the success of your business non-negotiable. That was what Elizabeth Holmes was, was thinking. And instead, what she should have done is realized, you know what? This isn't going to work. I need to leave it behind and pursue other endeavors. Because I do think that Elizabeth Holmes, in some regard, is a smart businesswoman when it comes to getting investor funding, when it comes to building trust with clients, when it comes to sourcing really intelligent worker, hard workers, you know, she's really good at those things. And if she would have left Theranos behind when she realized the technology was not going to get where she needed it to be, instead of just refusing to do that, and pushing forward with it anyway, you know, now she's in a bunch of legal trouble. But I, I think that she could have been a great businesswoman had she focused her efforts on something that was actually possible. So I don't agree with this post. I think at some point you do need to realize if a business is not going the way that you want it to, if you if you're burnt out, if you're not getting the results that you want to get, if it's you know, not run, if you're, if you have certain ethical standards and it's not running the way that you want it to anymore, you know, it's, it's perfectly okay to leave your business behind and start something new. And there is absolutely no shame in that because many, many great entrepreneurs have left many a businesses behind because when you fail at a business, a lot of times you'll walk away with a lot of lessons and sometimes those lessons can be very expensive. So I don't encourage going out and trying to fail unless you have the money to support that. But yeah, I mean, if you join an MLM and you are in the whole $500, instead of doing what this Instagram post says and continuing to push forward, it's okay to be like, you know what? I'm in the hole. I've accepted that this wasn't a good idea and I'm not going to join another MLM again. But, you know, instead I'm going to go out and I'm going to try and, you know, open my own bakery or, or something like that. You know, like it's okay to leave it behind and do something else. All right, let's read one more post before I'm done. It says, everyone is always selling. If you're smart, you'll find a way to get paid for it. So isn't that the point of selling? Like you get, you get paid for it. Like, I guess, so what, what network marketers always say is they always, they're, they're always like, oh, well, when you give product recommendations, like, on Instagram, you're not getting paid for it. So at least with network marketing, you're getting paid for it. 
And it's like, okay, well, two things. Number one, not everyone wants to make money off of their friends and family's purchases. Number one. Number two, um, a lot of these network marketing companies are very, very overpriced. And for me, I love telling my friends and family about deals. Like I'll go to the Walmart clearance aisle and I'm like, yo, if you need a bed comforter, go there. I got this for $10. It's normally $70. Like I like my friends and family getting a good deal. Like I don't need to profit off that. I don't really care, you know, and I'm not, I'm sure as heck not going to sell them like some overpriced, like network marketing garbage just so that I can make a couple bucks. That's stupid. Um, and the third thing is affiliate links. Like there are such things as affiliate links and most of the time there's really nothing wrong with them. You know, you market the sale, you get it, you get some percent of the sale, or maybe you get, you know, money off your next order, whatever it is. Like affiliate links are a safe non-network marketing way to make money. And it's far more respectable in my opinion than network marketing. So if, if you're agreeing with this post and you're like, yeah, I really want to sell and like get paid for it and like give recommendations and get paid for it. Like affiliate links, just do that. It's not a big deal. Anyway, so that's all I have for today. I am super tired and ready for bed, but I hope you guys have a wonderful day and hopefully I can post more episodes soon. Don't forget to check me out on Twitter at unfiltered underscore Jess. My Instagram is at justunfilteredpod and check me out on YouTube. Have a great day. Bye.